0: His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison,
1: and Jim. We picked up the book. It's like a devotional. It's called Be Still My Soul, Reflections of Living the Christian Life. It's from Elizabeth Elliott, which she is one amazing person. How would you describe Elizabeth Elliot?
2: Well, she's written over 20 books, but it kind of all started. Her husband was uh, killed working as a missionary in Ecuador, and then she later spent two years as a missionary to the exact same tribe members who killed her husband. And she's written over 20 books, including this one, Be Still My Soul.
1: I just went through the first chapter this morning. Amazing because the the first chapter talks about do we know what we're here for? And now she addresses in here the cost of following Jesus, which is giving up your sinful life and picking up your cross and carrying it. And in the middle of that chapter, something really stood out to me, and that was the joy as a paradox, part of what she was talking about. She points out Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then she said this, and this really jumped at me. We don't have to wait for heaven to have joy. It comes to us regularly right here on earth. The Lord himself disciples us, so that we can share in the joy of our master. He is not finished with us yet, whatever the losses we suffer. And that's from Elizabeth Elliott. And we sure would love for you to to get your own copy of this book.
2: Yeah, it was originally released, I think back in 2003, but this is a new version. She's of course passed away, but we wanna know what you're willing to give up to follow Jesus or what have you given up? So leave a comment letting us know on the His Radio Facebook Page, you'll see the video of this book, and that'll be your chance to win the devotional.
0: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There are
3: these dogs who came from Russia to U.S. to find a better home. Actually, they were adopted in uh, the Seattle area. You're familiar with Seattle?
2: Yeah, my sister lives there.
3: And there's this place called the Pike Place Market. Is that where they throw fish at it? Yes. They, they throw fish at each other? Oh, good food there, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: It appears that Allison's been there. mm mm-hmm, oh, Many yeah. times.
3: Oh, everybody but me and probably you. Have you been there?
1: <laughs> yes, I
3: have, everybody actually. Everybody but me has been there.
1: <laughs>
2: the original Starbucks is across the street. I know.
1: I, anyway. Allison's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Okay. And so have I.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw some fish at somebody. But anyway, these dogs were just, you know, separate families, separate owners. They had adopted a year before and uh, they're coming just walking in the same place and the dogs recognized each other. Yeah, Susie, one yelled. I'm just kidding, they didn't yell anything. I don't know their names.
2: Didn't they speak Russian?
3: Yes, they did speak Russian. They had a heavy accent, but they just went crazy over each other. Now sometimes dogs, you know, they sniff each other out. That's what they do. But these dogs were like, there is something more there, and it uh, turns out, they're probably siblings.
4: They're probably siblings. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They have because yeah. it Was that one later? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, did you find, yeah. Did you find your sister, maybe?
3: Oh, that's
1: so cute. Aww. And
3: it's like a half hour. They just kind of play with each other and they're like l- hugging each other. It's just
1: beautiful. That is a beautiful moment.
3: Yeah, somebody named Pam just got it on her. She just happened to see it and got it and posted it up, I think, on Facebook. And everyone's just going crazy over it. Because, hmm. you know, first of all, it's an animal story. Everyone loves that. But uh, they, she heard them, she said when she walked away, she heard them exchanging phone numbers. So they'll probably have some play dates. Little sisters.
1: Isn't that precious? That is precious. Aren't you
3: excited now?
0: Yeah mornings with his morning crew. I know
2: we've been getting so many prayer requests from people who have the flu. Lisa just messaged us this morning at 1254 a.m. So I'm guessing she's had a rough night. She said, I have this awful flu. Would y'all please pray for me? Yes, Lisa, we are praying. It's impacting so many families. In our family, our germ carrier is usually our son, Sammy, who picks it up at his school. And I have a relative who's a pharmacist and she posted this funny quote this morning about how when I was younger with before I had kids I thought I had a great immune system but I just realized no one was coughing directly into my eyeballs (laughs) before that so yeah that's CME he likes to cough in my face um, and that's how I got the flu a couple weeks ago but your workplace can actually be pretty gross too
1: The areas where there's the most flu and microbes are really the high-touch surfaces, so things like the kitchen sink, uh, door handles, elevator buttons.
4: And the places you find the most bacteria, that's the same places you find the most viral particles.
1: Right, you'll find bacteria and viruses will come together as a big sort of microbe cloud that follow you around.
2: Microbe cloud, (laughs) that doesn't sound too good. It's horrible. So they did some investigating and found that the top places for germs at your office are the break room the conference room, followed by the stair railing, and then the last most germy place was the keyboard. Mm. Bathroom didn't even make the list. Mm. So Jim's got his mask on. Did about, I creep you out? What about microphones? <laughs> well, it's possible there's a lot of germs on these microphones,
1: yes. Mm. You do have the disinfectant wipes. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yep. I'm going home. We don't have an elevator here or a stairwell, so I guess that's good, right? i
1: taking my cloud. There really. is railings to get up into the building with the stairs. Some people might use those. I don't yeah, have I to. not touch those. The outside railings. <laughs> I don't have to yet. I'm going to wear a hazmat suit.
2: Mm. Yeah. I know you guys haven't gotten the flu yet. No.
1: Yet. More than just pretty voices. Let me tell you about Andrew. Andrew's 8, his classmate is 7, that's Michaela, and she was turning pink at the Valentine's Day party last week. But you know what? Andrew knew exactly what to do.
3: If they're choking, you get them right about right here, and you just push back like you were giving them a really hard hug.
1: Yeah, it was the Valentine's Day class party. She was choking, but Andrew's dad is an emergency room doctor, and he taught Andrew how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And because of that, saved that girl's life just like that. And he's only eight? Eight years
3: old. I
2: knew he had to be related to somebody who's an expert in that. <laughs> in the medical field, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saved anybody's life when I was eight. I'm not sure what I did that year.
1: When have mm-hmm. you ever, Jim, Saved anybody's uh, life.
3: Counting uh, today, we're zero. It is his
0: morning crew. Jim Mann,
1: who is our executive producer of his morning crew, has a very strong feeling for cats. And thus, Uncle Jim likes to give you a cat story from time to time.
3: I'm going to do that even as we speak right now. There's a cat named Ruby, 16-year-old Ruby, rescue cat. And uh, he kind of, like, speaks our language. What do you know, mean? Well, you can listen to this, it'll, okay.
1: Hello. 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 Hiya. Hello. 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 Let me guess, it's saying, oh, yeah. it's saying hello?
3: How did you get that, Rob? I'm not sure. You let's, speak let's let's see. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Hiya. Hello. <laughs> hello. Speak English.
3: It just calls me all the
1: time. It just <laughs> says, hello. Oh.
3: It's just, it gets old after a while.
1: I'm sorry. But isn't
3: that precious? hmm 16 year old. <laughs> I didn't know if I could say the hello when I was 16. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but that, uh, its uh, 16, it's like, mm, about as long as cats live. Yeah, some live a little longer, but I mean, it's an elderly cat, in other words. Mm-hmm. So you learn something in your old age. So well, hello. remember that.
2: Is that the only word she says?
3: Don't push things, okay?
2: <laughs> All right. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> what kind of cat <laughs> hangs out in your house? House
2: cat. cat.
0: What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? A Good cat. cat. Yeah. What, right, kind cat what kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me, true. true. Uh, oh, what I kind of cat? You. Are
3: His morning crew.
2: Guinness World Records can be amazing and they can also be gross. Uh-oh. Okay, this one definitely falls into the gross category. This guy, his name is Dinesh. He lives in India. This is what he did to get in the Guinness Book of World Records he took a 14 ounce glass bottle of ketchup. And drank it. No. With a straw. No. How long do you think it took him to drink 14 mm. ounces of ketchup?
1: Three days. I uh. have to go quick if that was me. I'm going to say 25 seconds.
2: Wow, 25.3. seconds. Are you serious? Oh, Rob <laughs> broke the record. <laughs> you broke the record for guessing quickest. Wow. quickest. <laughs> yep, so he now holds the world record for drinking a bottle of ketchup.
1: And that fast, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking if I were doing it, I want to get it down, done and over with quick.
2: Ugh. Yeah, that's disgusting. Gross. No oh. hot dogs
1: allowed.
3: So no one's going to catch up to that record. No, he's oh,
2: relishing God. in the victory.
1: Oh. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We usually catch up with Leslie Knox, who is with the Greenville YMCA. She takes co- care of Rob's Big Losers, gives us all these cool tips uh, every Monday, but she's in Disney. But she hasn't taken time off from us, so okay. Leslie is here, she's like at a hotel. You're coming back home today, right?
4: Today, yes, Oh, it was a, ho- nice. it was a holiday. So yeah, it's was. it was, it's been a fun trip, definitely.
1: One thing that, you've, that you're showing us today is the fact that when you're traveling, even if you're at a theme park, you don't have to destroy eating a healthy lifestyle.
4: Yes, and so I really paid attention to this this weekend, but um, yeah, so 33% of our daily calories are consumed away from home and 56 about 56% of Americans eat out at least two times a week so and then you add portion sizes you're never really sure if you're getting more than you should which typically we are in restaurants, restaurants do that for us. And so um, you want to be able to pay attention to our calories right? We want to be able to make healthy choices and you can do that now because. There's a regulation that by May of this year, all of our restaurants, most of our restaurants, I shouldn't say all of them, there are some caveats, but most of our restaurants should be posting at least calories for menu items. So you can start to pay attention to what those, what's in a food. (laughs)
1: I love the fact that there's a lot of restaurants that are doing that already even before the regulation is in place and it helps me tremendously I was at a pizza joint uh just last week and I saw the calories on the menu and I'm like oh I can do this one which was really cool so how can you use this for your advantage I mean one of the tips that you have is get familiar with menus
4: yes well if you're traveling you can probably look them up online before you go and uh, obviously if you are in a, if you're gonna go to a restaurant that is in a franchise they have to post their calories so you can go online and look at their menus and be familiar with them anywhere you go in in the country pretty much right so because they're part of a franchise so that's one way is to be really familiar with your menu items but also too, pay attention to your serving sizes um, I. I fix a lot of my food at home for the most part, and so I'm measuring them, so I'm very aware. I will not tell you where we went yesterday, but I will tell you a serving size involves scoop, a scoop, so you can kind of know what I picked out. And I was paying attention to what they said a calorie was for a scoop, plus the cone. And I was pretty sure I had more than what a scoop would be at home. So we pay attention, and I'm not calling them out because they're so sweet to do that for us because it was a scoop, a scoop, right? So I wanted that. but. Be be aware of your serving sizes and and pay attention to the portions. You also
2: suggest that we don't drink our calories.
4: Right. So if you want to have something on the menu item, like a scoop, pay attention and don't don't drink up those sugar um, full of sugar drinks. Right. Don't put a lot of sugar in your tea. Don't get those sweetened teas. Don't get those sweetened um, soda drinks and things like that. Go for water. Go for a watered down tea. You know, or no sugar in your tea or something like that. But try to stay away from drinking your calories for sure store
2: And you also suggest opting for healthier sides because the side dishes can really add up in the calories.
4: Yes, and so, you know, they're going to be nutrient-dense, so full of things that we need, so they can off-balance something that you may be having um, that's not quite as healthy, but you want to be able to enjoy. So, yeah, definitely do that. And also, too, um, ask for your sauces to be on the side instead of letting them smother your food in those salad dressings and things like that because there are a lot of times they're full of sugar, so you can watch that as well.
1: Yeah, and s- most of the time your salad seems to be like swimming in the stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. I don't
2: even use salad dressing anymore. Oh, really? I, just, I yeah. like the taste of the toppings. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you start to learn how to put them together and you can come up with some really tastier foods without all those sauces. Definitely.
1: It's Leslie Knox from the YMCA. She takes care of all of our Rob's Big Losers. You can see this week's workout posted on our website at hisradio.com and Rob's Big Losers blog as well. Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're hearing from Crystal this morning at 800-447-7234. What's up there, Crystal?
0: About two years ago, me and my husband um, started trying to have a baby, and it took took a very long time and took numerous doctors telling us that, you know, it was never going to happen, it just wasn't working, the medication wasn't working, the different tests we took. You know, all came back normal, but they just didn't have any faith that it would it would work. Well, him and I are very strong in our faith, and we kept telling each other that it's going to happen in God's time. So after about 728 days to be exact, um, I found out I was pregnant, and our little boy just turned one on on Saturday. So at our birth at his birthday party, uh, we decided that um, each year we were going to um, take up instead of presents, we were going to take up um, money for an organization or a charity. Um, of our choice for now and then eventually he's going to start picking his own organization and charity. So this year we decided to choose you guys because you guys got us through um, a lot of dark and hard times when we were trying to conceive him and it was just uh, just a little thank you to you guys for for keeping the radio station going. So we have a um, $460
1: donation for you. Wow, that's amazing.
0: Would like to donate it in my, in my son's name, if that's okay. Hit his
1: morning crew. We picked up the book. It's like a devotional. It's called Be Still My Soul, Reflections of Living the Christian Life. It's from Elizabeth Elliot, which she is one amazing person. How would you describe Elizabeth Elliot?
2: Well, she's written over 20 books, but it kind of all started. Her husband was uh, killed working as a missionary in Ecuador And then she later spent two years as a missionary to the exact same tribe members who killed her husband. And she's written over 20 books, including this one, Be Still My Soul.
1: I just went through the first chapter this morning. Amazing, because the, the first chapter talks about, do we know what we're here for? And now she addresses in here the cost of following Jesus, which is giving up your sinful life and picking up your cross and carrying it. And in the middle of that chapter, something really stood out to me and that was the joy as a paradox part of what she was talking about she points out hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 looking unto jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god and then she said this and this really jumped at me we don't have to wait for heaven to have joy it comes to us regularly right here on earth the lord himself disciples us so that we can share in the joy of our master. He is not finished with us yet, whatever the losses we suffer. And that's from Elizabeth Elliott. And we sure would love for you to, to get your own copy of this book.
2: Yeah, it was originally released, I think, back in 2003, but this is a new version. She's, of course, passed away. But we want to know what you're willing to give up to follow Jesus, or what have you given up? So leave a comment letting us know on the His Radio Facebook page you'll see the video of this book and that'll be your chance to win the devotional
1: okay okay that's it mornings with his morning crew
2: if you're single there are lots of ways to meet people my sister met her husband on match.com oh for real yeah I met my husband at a party where did you guys meet your wives
3: uh in a dream Uh, (laughs) oh I don't get it I don't either um at a restaurant
2: Oh. eating what kind of restaurant
3: the kind you eat a
2: mexican steakhouse it what? was italian
1: italian, italian. A romantic oh, wow. Italiano. pelican pete's for me it's an arcade in one of those mini golf places oh, oh no.
2: that's so cute yeah. pelican, pete's. <laughs> pelican pete <laughs> well there's a matchmaker in minnesota who's trying out something unique chairlift speed dating you know, like chairlift at a ski resort. Uh So at the ski resort on Saturday, singles were paired up with people in their age group to ride the same chairlift to the top of the hill. If they aren't interested, then they can get matched up again with someone else. A quick escape. Just gives you a more natural environment to meet in versus going out on a date where it feels like everything is kind of like an interview. I guess that makes sense, but each chair lift ride is 40 seconds. So that doesn't give you a lot of time to make a love connection, mm. but maybe that's enough
1: time. I don't know. It's got its ups and downs. <laughs>
2: it's all uphill. Yes. And uplifting.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, yep. wow, that's encouraging. His morning crew. Time for a good workout session. The new trend called plogging. Plogging. You know what plogging is? Like an online diary? No. Plogging.
3: Plowing the fields?
1: No. Plogging.
3: Is he going to tell us eventually? (laughs)
1: It's plogging. we should just keep guessing. Okay. I'm just waiting for another guess, but that's okay. You wear wooden shoes. (laughs) Plogging.
3: Plogging. Okay. Let's do it.
1: It's picking up litter all you run. Get it? It's like jogging and picking up trash. It's called plogging. Uh, picking up litter
3: on ground. Plog. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Um, well, I see this is going over very well, <laughs> well for the new oh. workout guys. But just yeah. think about it. Is this happening in Sweden now at parks? And people are going, and they're literally grabbing bags. They're running, and then they go down and pick up trash. Groups of exercise folks are getting together to do plogging, which is picking up trash and jogging. Plogging, boom, you get the concept. They say in one 30-minute uh, time frame, 288 calories you can burn. And what's good is that it's like uh, interval training because you have to squat down to pick up ah. the trash and go back up. So, and your park is getting clean at the same time. That's a beautiful thing.
3: You get paid for this.
1: <laughs> Plogging.
2: You get paid in the satisfaction that you're helping your body and the earth. So that's a no. <laughs> Mornings with Rob,
0: Allison, and Jim. You know, there's
3: all kinds of uh, attorney commercials on TV where they have these really great phone numbers,
0: mm.
3: where like all same number.
2: Yes. You know? How do they get those? Well,
3: they sue somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but there's one George Sink attorney, George Sink called 9999999. Oh,
1: I hear the jingle in my head now. Thanks. 9999999.
3: Mm. Stop it. Nine nine
1: nine 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 nine. Where are you going with this thing? <laughs> well, with the all nine guy.
3: Obviously, there's this little fella named Landon, four years old, had a birthday party. And, of course, his mom said, you know, hey, what kind of party you want? He wanted an attorney, George Sink, 9999999, because nine, 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 that's all he <laughs> talks about all the time. No Ow. way. That commercial got into his head, and that's all he talks about, you know. No Paw Patrol or goes.
2: Sesame Street? No. He wanted a George attorney Sink attorney George party? Sink.
3: <laughs> yeah, listen, and what happened? George Sink came to his birthday party. Get out. Yes, he did. Listen. Hi, do you know who I am?
1: I was really surprised. I had never heard of such a thing. What a weird phenomenon this is to have a child memorize our phone number and walk around the house singing it, talking about it, and asking for a fourth birthday party with a George Sink theme. At church, at school.
2: He's always talking about all nine.
1: <laughs> He's ready
3: to sue somebody. <laughs> they said it's funny because he goes around. If someone says something, to me, he goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call George Sink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he knows the phone number. His mom was
2: yeah. like, Eat your vegetables. I'm gonna call George yeah. Sink. <laughs> and, and,
3: and his mom says, Now we turn it on him. So when he does, when he says that, we say it back to him. It's, oh, it's, it's got to be kind of funny. You're gonna dial all joking. those
1: nine things, right? <laughs>